It's time for another episode of Mainly Modifieds, where ground pounders and northeast speed freaks come to get their radio fix on. Let's join the Race Chaser Media crew in the studio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Mainly Modifieds podcast. I'm Tom Baker. I'll be your host for this podcast. And, boy, we've got some things to talk about here. We've uh, kind of been on hiatus for a little bit here, so we've got a few things to cover throughout this show, and uh, we will, uh, both north and south, with uh, plenty of news and things going on. And we've had two races in the uh, Southern Modified uh, sphere, so to speak. John Smith picked up the win at uh, Caraway Speedway in the last uh, Smart Modified Tour event. And John is on this program with us. Uh, We did talk with John after that win. We're going to hear from him in just a couple of minutes. And then we've got an interview with Max McLaughlin, who stunned the modified world with his win in the north south shootout also at caraway um just last week and uh had a chance to talk to max so uh we're gonna have both john and max on this podcast and we're going to talk about uh the upcoming show at florence motor speedway as well because that one's going to be a big one and uh, that one is the Charlie Powell Memorial, it's basically the new Myrtle Beach 400, so to speak. Charlie Powell Memorial event uh, takes place next Saturday, the 21st, and the Modifieds will be there. The Smart Modified Tour will be there, will be their season finale. They will be there along with the Carolina Pro Late Model Series and the NASCAR Late Model Stocks. A big day of racing at uh, Florence next week, and I hope that uh, you're planning on being there. I know I am, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so we've got uh, that to talk about, and we'll uh, talk more about that after the interviews are over in our final segment. I do want to mention, obviously, if you want the results of uh, either of the Caraway shows, uh, the Smart Modified Tour race that was run a few weeks ago, you can get those results at the Smart Modified Tour Facebook page. Uh, and the North-South Shootout, obviously, uh, you can get that on their page. Uh, and uh, both were really, really good races. John Smith at Caraway in the um, last race for the Smart Tour there this year. Uh, John ran up in the top five, basically, for most of the race. He didn't uh, lay back like some drivers uh, chose to do and like some did in the previous event there, which was the opening event or the relaunch event for the Smart Modified Tour that happened a little bit earlier. Um, And John just, uh, he had a great day. I mean, he he really did a good job. Um, There were some tremendous performances in that race Uh, and again we'll get to a little bit more discussion and detail about that in our final segment Um, but I want to get you to the interviews because those are the heart of of the program here for today and I want to I want you to hear from the drivers more than you hear from me so we will talk more about that the NASCAR wheel and modified tour some big announcements about their schedule for next year Uh, Martinsville back on the schedule, Richmond back on the schedule, three shows at Stafford, no races at Thompson for the first time in, wow, many years. Uh, So 
it will be a really different look for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour for next season. And, oh, by the way, Justin Bonsignor won the championship again in that tour this year in the abbreviated, I think it was nine races they had. Um, and uh, we're going to have Justin on next the next edition. We uh, will be talking with Justin here um, in about uh, 24 hours. And uh, we're going to have him uh, for next the next episode, which will also be a wrap-up and review of the uh, Smart Modified Tour Florence event. So that'll be out next weekend on uh, Sunday night. So we're looking forward to all of that. And, uh, again, we'll have a little more discussion in the, the, the segment after the two interviews. So we're going to step aside. When we come back, I want to get you right to John Smith. And uh, then you'll hear from Max McLaughlin, and I will return to uh, talk in some, a little more detail about uh, those races and also uh, a little bit more of the Florence preview for next week. So um, look forward to uh, what's to come here on the show, and I hope that you enjoy these two interviews. Uh, both of them were great interviews. Uh, really appreciate both drivers taking the time to talk with me. So we're going to step aside when we come back. We will go directly into the John Smith interview, followed by Max McLaughlin, and I'll be back to uh, uh, have some more conversation with you as well. So uh, back with more right after this. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Welcome back to Mainly Modifieds as we continue with uh, this week's podcast and our first special guest of the evening, uh, John Smith, has joined us now on the podcast. And uh, John, of course, the most recent winner on the Smart Modified Tour at the Caraway Speedway. Uh, John, the 2019 uh, Caraway Speedway SMRS champion. And John, first of all, congratulations on the win at Caraway. Uh, I think that race was proof that quantity doesn't always supersede quality as uh, the main concern because we didn't have the biggest field of modifieds, though it was respectable. But, boy, did we have uh, some great racing, and uh, it seemed like, uh, at least until the very end, you had to work pretty hard for that one. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of good cars. I mean, we had 15 or 16 cars, but most, you know, they're all good cars. I mean, you don't never, you can't take it for granted that anytime you, you know, just outrun anybody in the first part of the race, you know, I think the 79 and bunch of them, you know, took off, and Jason Myers, you know, so I saved my tires and fell back to about fifth and got back up to third to get some of the stage money, and then, you know, we started back, and uh, I just, you know, sit there about fourth or fifth, and once I got to racing, and I waited to the pit stop, and uh, we made we made some good adjustments, and my crew got me out, I think. I was the first car that come out after switching my left side tires and my right side tires. And I got the lead and the 14 Mesmer and 
Gary Putnam, you know, they didn't make it easy. Plus, we had all those restarts. Had about seven or eight restarts there at the last 10 or 15 laps. That, you know, you can't take nothing for granted. You you miss one restart or you just spin the tires, and it's, you know, it was a pretty close race. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy for sure toward the end. Now, like you said, a lot of cautions later in the race that you had to survive uh, in terms of restarts and such. Um, but uh, as we look at kind of the first three races of the Smart Tour, I mean, you ran well both times at Caraway. Uh, talk about Florence a little bit because uh, that's a track, obviously, that hasn't been as prevalent on the modified schedule at- of late, but uh, it's a track that you went to in between the two Caraway shows. Of course, it's the track that's going to close the uh, kind of relaunch season for the Smart Tour uh, coming up on the twenty-first of this month. Yeah, Florence was a it was a little different, you know, a little different deal, tight little track, good track. I mean, but you know, I didn't, we didn't buy no practice tires, and I just we over-adjusted the car. Probably my fault. Just you know, tighten the car up too much. And, you know, we didn't make a right adjustments when we pitted it. We learned a lot, and we started 19th. I think we started last and ended up finishing fourth. Uh, but, you know, we didn't have, you know, the car to win. But I think we will be a lot better when we go back. But, you know, it's a racy little track. It's just, yeah. you know, it's hard on tires, and you got people coming and going, people that's – and I took the approach to, you know, lay back there at the first and probably – you know, shouldn't have did that and went a lap down early, got my lap back, and we fought back and finished fourth. But, you know, it's a, I believe it's going to be a good little track. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, coming up on the 21st, I think we'll probably have some different faces there uh, because it's a big racing weekend, and there's really uh, nobody else at that point uh, in the year, obviously, that's um, racing any competing races. So it uh, should be a good turnout for all the divisions there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like the smart tour has certainly, um, earned its stripes in the first few shows back and shown that, uh, not only is there the potential for a strong number of cars, but also, um, you know, great potential really for, uh, a, an explosive growth in the modified interest in the modified division and modified type racing in the South as well. Um, how do you feel about uh, the, how things have gone through the first three races, and what would you like to see in 2021 for the Smart Tour? Well, I mean, I think it's, they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, I mean, I like going to Bowman Gray, but once you go down there, you know, so many weeks, I'd rather get out where you know where we can race and uh, with the big tires and Chris Williams. I think he's done a phenomenal job. Everybody that's put on this deal, it's a uh, going in the right direction getting cars there's enough cars in the south if they'll just get everybody to race and everybody work together which seems like you know everybody's been trying to work together and we had 19 cars at florence and we had about 18 or 19 cars first race at caraway and we had 15 last week so if we can get 15 or above i think we could get up to you know like we used to in the old smart days when i first started and uh, i think it was 2000 I qualified ninth my first race and I you know I didn't make the race because I I come across the scales and they had a two inch block and I was too low oh wow they they had 34 cars and I had to go home you know so we used to have between you know first race we'd have 28 to 30 cars sometimes 34 cars at the 
you know, smart race back in the day, which I know things ain't, you know, it's been harder the past, you know, five or six years, but it seems to be that, you know, we get, you know, Chris is doing a good job and get some contingency money, some, you know, some money for the lap leaders at 30 stage money and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of good things getting, you know, some free tires and just helping everybody. Every, every little thing helps. For those, uh, I want to go back for a bit uh, because there are a lot of people in our audience that I'm pretty sure probably, you know, don't necessarily know a lot about the Southern racers. We've got a pretty good mix of uh, uh, geographic audience here, but uh, more so in the north and the south, I think, even still. Um, So can you kind of go back and summarize your career a little bit? What got you interested in racing when you started and just kind of walk us through your career a bit? Well, I used to go to, you know, the local dirt, dirt track. You know, my dad used to take us. And, uh, you know, we went to a dirt track here in North Carolina called 311 Speedway. We oh, used yeah. to go there yep. as, as kids. Then, you know, my dad was, you know, big racing fan. And he knew Eddie Wood at the Wood Brothers. They was friends. Oh, wow. We'd, we'd go to Stewart. You know, I live 30 miles from Stewart. And we'd go visit when I was a kid over there, you know, eight or nine years old. And, you know, racing was, you know, our thing. That was our family thing. We just went to races. And basically, you know, I started racing go-karts at, in 95, 96. Raced them for four years. Won the state championship in go-karts in 96. Won, you know, won a few races. And in 99, you know, the last race was going to run, we was going to get us a modified car to run. But okay. you know, we really didn't have the money to run it. But we sold all our go-kart stuff. Make a long story short, we met Grady Tutterow. Ah. His driver his driver had was an older guy that had got sick, had a heart attack and couldn't drive. And basically he was, you know, come to my brother's decal shop to get decals to put on his modified and we told him we was gonna sell out a go kart racing and it was just pure luck. I mean God must have had a hand in it. He needed us and we needed him and it all just messed up perfectly and he had an old car and we he said we might he needed a place to put his equipment because the place he was renting the lady was you know wanting to clear her building out and oh, we okay. just had built a shop and everything just fell right into place next thing you know we're going to get his trailer and, and race car and redid it and we went to Bowman Gray in 2000 as a rookie I'm you know I've never raced nothing but go-karts oh boy we end up we ended up winning a 25 lapper the very first year next to the last race in August. Oh, that's awesome. And the next year, my sophomore year, we won a hundred lapper and we won the 199 race. So we got off to a good start with him. He had never won and everything just, everything just meshed up and worked well together. And, uh, I raced with him. We won some races at Bowman Gray and I raced with him up till, he passed away in 2015, and he got sick. And anyway, we stayed together the whole time. The only guy I ever drove for because, you know, I don't think I'd ever got – I drove for David Riggs um, from Martinsville. Okay. And uh, I drove his car for one year. Uh, Grady Tutterow, Tutterow Surveying. Yeah. The guy that I drove for, he bought the tires for that car, and we run the stadium with our car. We just had a 
in the economy, you know, was, he was in the survey business and 2008, everything took a, you know, a bad yeah, turn sure for did. him. So well, we had to slow down our racing. We didn't race as much, but when he passed away in 2015, I started driving for Pudding Swisher in Kernersville, the 53 car. Yep. And we won the 200 lapper and, you know, had a, some success in the 53 early on. And then my brother, in 2016, you know, they, you know, they helped my brother and Terry Hall. They all was all friends from the Wood Brothers, and we all just stuck together. And they built a car, and that's the green car that I've been running now. In 2016, I won four out of the ten races we had, and it led the points up to the last race. And Bert beat me for the championship, <laughs> as he and usually said, does. Yeah, Bert, <laughs> and then. 17 uh we won we didn't run them all in 18 we didn't run them all and i think we, uh 19 we come back and run most of the races because my brother was going on the road with wood brothers but in 19 we run all the races and won the championship and it's just been a it's been about 20 years of and i've been very fortunate to have a car owner for 20 years different three different car owners and I've drove for been, been blessed. Pudding Swisher, Grady Tuttero was the first one. And Pudding Swisher, David Riggs was in there. And now Terry Hall and my brother, we all work together on this car. You've been racing 30 years. Does that even uh, seem possible to you when you think about it? You told me you'd been racing for 30 years. I had to look at that twice. Well, I, I've been racing since. I raced six years in go-karts, and it's like 26 years. Okay. As far as actually me driving. Even still, though, that's a long time to Yeah, that's a be... long time to be uh, be racing and, you know, met a lot of good people along the way. What uh, what drives you? What keeps you going? Well, you know, like Saturday night, you know, taking that flag around that racetrack is really, I guess, you know, we don't none of us do it for the money. But, yeah. you know, when, when you line Not up. anymore. When you line up and, you know, you everybody's got really the same equipment and you take your guys, my team, the 25 team, and you go out there and you're competing, you know, and once I climb in that car, it's all on me. It's just the, the adrenaline and, you know, trying to take the same stuff this other's got. And you're trying to outdo him and, you know, it, it's not only the driver, it's the crew that makes the decision like the other night my crew had the best pit stop and you know i think we made you know the car better during practice it was just a and you know it's just the satisfaction of uh you know winning and you took the same part same pieces that this other that the other guy and you outdid them for that night and you know there's a lot of bad nights there but uh, you know when you get to take that flag around the track i guess that's worth it all who are some of the uh, toughest competitors that you've, if, if there, maybe if there were one or maybe two drivers that you would say, these are the, the, the toughest drivers I've ever run against in my life, who would they be? Well, I mean, on a weekly deal, I mean, you know, where we, I'd say, you know, this has to be, you know, Bert and, you know, Hirschman when he comes down here and races with us. And I got to, you know, t Teddy, me and Teddy had a deal at South Boston one time. 
I think he let me lead about 70 or 80 laps just messing with me. And uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to outrun this guy. And then about lap 80, he uh, was coming down the back stretch at South Boston. And he stuck his right front into my left front right at the end of the straightaway. And I fell back to about third or fourth. And I'm like, I went over and told him in Victor Lane, I said, man, you're an animal. Um, he knew that yeah oh yeah he He knew that oh yeah chad little was directing you know our deal then and even chad little said he said man he said that that guy's something else which he he helped me you know i'll never forget we was at when i first started i think we was at motor mile and i didn't know teddy or nothing you know yeah but we were starting side by side so i had us lined up you know on pit wall together and uh, we was just talking, you know, and I said, we was talking about, you know, I, I said, I'm new to this and all this. And he told me, he said, I said, my car just won't turn. And he asked me, was it a cold push or a hot push? And, you know, I look at him like, I, you know, <laughs> like the hell's the difference? Heads, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I was like, what do you mean a cold push or a hot push? <laughs> and that's one of the things he always picked at me about, several, or I picked at him about. Is it a cold push or a hot push? But, you know, I'd have to say, you know, weekly deal, you know, Bert and Tim at the stadium, you know, all them guys. And, you know, Bert runs most of the tour races and I run most of the tour races. You know, Bert's going to be there. He's going to be one you're going to have to deal with. But there's getting more and more, you know, to on the Southern Tour. Jeremy Gerstner, Brian Lofton now in 15 car. Yeah. Put, Putnam's, you know, everybody, there's mesmer i mean there's a lot of good cars jason myers i mean everybody's everybody's close that's what makes it uh such great racing uh i think when you you get so many cars and not just talented racers but cars that are hooked up so they can actually race together um you know it really makes i i thought especially in this last race I was really intrigued by the various strategies that went on and and it was obvious that you had committed to being a front runner for the entire race, um, whereas I think the, the time before you didn't, you you fell to back. Um, you know, it, uh, it it's it's really been interesting to watch. How do you like the uh, the split format that Smart is running with the uh, thirty lap stage and then the sixty nine lap stage? What is, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I think it's fine. I mean, you got some. It's you know, I've been third in two of the races and got some of the stage money and you know you either got to make that commitment like the other night i wasn't even i wasn't even planning on trying about three yeah well then it comes out you know pretty close to that stage at 25 or 26 you know caution comes out and you're like "Mm." it gives you an extra you know let's get up there and go for it you know if you i was running fourth and I got the third on the restart. So then you want to keep it. Then you want to try to go get second because you're all right there together. I think it puts an interesting, you know, twist to it. Yeah, I agree. I actually like it. I, I, I'm, I've been curious how the rest of the drivers feel, and you're the first one I've had a chance to ask. But uh, I do love the format. Uh, I know you've got, you've got some sponsors, and I always like to give you a chance to talk about the sponsors because it's important to do that they're so much a part of your racing and and uh i know that uh, wentz auto body is one of them talk about them a little bit yeah 
Brent Wentz, the spotter, you know, he spotted for me Saturday night, and he worked at Penske with my brother, or at the Wood Brothers, and, okay. uh, you know, they was friends, and Wentz, I don't, he's been modified racing, you know, that body shop in Pennsylvania, they've been modified racing for a lot of years, and they love modified racing, so my brother really got that deal through, you know, knowing Brent Wentz at work. Okay. And his daddy is the, you know, one that runs the body shop up in Pennsylvania. And that's how all that works. That's interesting. And, you know, they're, they're real good friends. So we got Wentz out of body on the back of the car. And we got GK, GK Pope trucking. And come on board this week at Caraway, first time. And we won. And I got another sponsor coming on board, R&W Side in Ridgeway, Virginia, that's coming on board this week. So, and I've got Rick's home repair and renovation guy. He's been with me forever. I mean, I've, last 15 years, he's been with me since High Point. Rick okay. Knowles, he's been with me for 14 or 15 years from when I drove for David Riggs. He's helped me ever since. And, you know, it takes a lot of good people to keep this deal. Yeah, it certainly yeah. does. Now, now, I think you have uh, you have new 64 service center too, right? Yeah, new 64 service center. Uh you know, they own their way on 64 right there before you get to Caraway. He's he's helped us. He helps us on the car. Matter of fact, he helps us in the pits. His son comes, Matthew. And, and basically, a lot of us, you know, just family ties and family friends. I mean, that's what keeps, you know, I mean, like we got big, a lot of us got big corporate sponsors. Yeah. It's just a small group of friends that love racing. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do it for 20 years and drive for somebody or different car owners. And, and you know, what makes it worthwhile besides, you know, trying to win in the races is all the friends I've made sure. through working at Richard Childress, working at the Wood Brothers, and being in the racing industry and being able to race on Saturday nights. I mean, there's a lot of good people at that racetrack. And one in need of something, you know, everybody, you know, pulls together. You know, if it's, if they need something, and that's that's really what keeps you going back. Talk about what you do uh, off the track. What uh, what your profession is, and uh, uh, maybe some hobbies if you have any. Uh, tell us a little bit about John Smith uh, when he's not at the track in a uniform, winning races. Well, I've been at Richard Childress racing. I work on the three car, doing the suspension on the three oh, car. Oh, okay. I've been doing working down there for sixteen years. I work. Or 15 years, be 16. But I've started out in the, what is now the Xfinity shop back when the Coast Guard car, Kevin Harvick, was the first year, 06, 07, 08, in the Xfinity shop. Then I moved up to Cup Shop when Clint Boyer came up with the Cheerios car. Okay. Then in 2014, when the, you know, the three started, I was put on that deal, and I've been on the three car, you know, ever since. So I've, been, I've done suspension on it, and been on the three car for the last seven years i've been there for 16 years and five years before that you know before the wood brothers moved to charlotte i worked at the wood brothers in stewart wow then they moved and you know it was like a two-hour commute for me when they was in harrisburg so i didn't want to i didn't want to move so that's when i went to childers racing and went to work What's it like uh, working for a a cup team in this day and age uh, especially in light of the fact that uh you kind of it, it feels like you you're kind of in one world during the week and then you go 
back to the short track world to go racing on the weekends. Um, what, what's what's the atmosphere like, and what what is Richard Childress like to work for? Well, it's it's been a good place to work. I mean, I've been there, you know, 15, 16 years, and, you know, I've never had to dread a day going to work. I mean, yeah, certainly there's days worse than others, and some days it's, you know, it's just like another job. You treat it just like it's, but, you know, it's still in yet, you know, there's a family atmosphere in the suspension room where I work. There's like five or six guys, and we're all pretty close-knit guys in that room, and, you know, I'm – you know, mainly on a three car, but if, you know, if the eight car or the Xfinity side needs something, we all work together pretty much. And got a good group of guys in that room. And, you know, we go out there and got guys on the assembly line we work with. And then, you know, I get to work in that deal. And it's, it's more tensed up, you know, working in, in that environment. Then I get to really, since, you know, my brother, my little nephew, Jacob, they live down in the Charlotte area, so okay. the car stays down there in, in Rockwell, my brother's house. Ah, okay. Basically, you know, my nephew he works on the twenty-four car. Oh wow! So he goes over. He work. He goes over at night and gets my modified ready. And my brother Mike, you know, he does you know a lot most of the work to the car, Terry Hall, and they go over there. And I don't. I really don't go down there much. I go down there sometimes, but they, you know, if I don't wreck it or tear it up, that's my job not to do that. I don't have to. So I've got a shop at my house where I used to keep, and they come up here and work, but I got an older car that me and Tudoro had that I'm trying to put together just to, I'm going to take all the guys that's helped me over the years, and we're going to go to Caraway here in about a month, and all the young kids that's helped me, they're going to put them in and let them drive it a little bit, and we're just going to have a family fun day. Oh, that's fun. That's great. Well, it's awesome. It's uh, it's you're you're kind of uh, racing twenty four seven, and it seems like uh, it's it's kind of a family business, just in different ways at this point, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, you know, my family. I mean, racing's been good to us. You know, it's like any other family. Yeah, but we all try to stick together. But racing, you know how tense it can get. We have our little differences, and we'll get over it. But we all stick together at the end of the day, and. You know, racing's been good. My nephew works on 24. My brother, he works for the Wood Brothers still, been there 30 years, works for 21. Sure. And I got another brother that builds shocks, dirt car shocks. Okay. And he builds shocks, and we're all pretty much in the racing business. I mean, that works out uh, really well, and uh, we're awfully happy to have you still rocking and rolling into Victory Lane uh, on the Smart Tour and looking forward, hopefully, to next year. And that's where uh, we'll let you get out of here on our last question, which is, what are your plans for 2021? Are we going to see you on the Smart Tour and running at Bowman Gray again, or what exactly do you plan to do in the 21 season? Well, I think, you know, we're going the 25 car. It'll be at, you know, the the Southern races, Southern modified, you know, perfect. We're all happy with what Chris is doing. Chris is doing a good job. And yes, I think, he is. I think we need to all stick together and make this deal keep growing and we can grow it into, you know, something bigger than what it is and what we expect. You know, I think it can be a, you know, a, a big series and everything, everybody work together and keep this thing going. Cause I think it's off to a, a really good start and, you know, pudding, you know, I've I got to go talk to pudding. I've got to, me and him usually goes to a car sale on Wednesday at the end of the year. So me and him's going, if I 
go in there and I might get him out of lunch and we'll go talk at the car sale or something, <laughs> see what we're going to do. There you go. Well, uh, certainly look forward to seeing you uh, at Florence coming up in a few weeks, John. And thanks for taking some time to join us on Mainly Modifieds. Really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing what you can do down in South Carolina. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. That is John Smith. We're going to be back with more Mainly Modifieds right after this. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Mainly Modifieds as we uh, roll on for another episode. And joining us on this Mainly Modified show is none other than Max McLaughlin and uh, Max becoming the second member of his family to win in a NASCAR-type modified when he picked up uh, the win at uh, the North-South Shootout here just a couple of weeks back at Caraway. Uh, Max joining us on the podcast for the first time, but uh, I've known Max since he was uh, an even younger man running in the uh, outlaw carts, and uh, glad to have you back on, Max. Congratulations on a huge win. I didn't even know you were going to race the car there. How did this uh, come about for you to go run for uh, Gary at uh, Caraway? Yeah, well, thank you, and thank you for having me on. But, um, yeah, I mean, Gary, he's a really cool guy, and just been uh, lucky enough to get hooked up with him to be where we could uh, you know, run a few races. And, um, you know, ran Stafford and had a good showing, and, he texts me and asks if I want to run this race. And um, in the text, he said, I know we can win it with you. And um, if you're free, I'd love to race. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. And went to practice days, the two days before, had really good speed, worked on a race run a lot. And, uh, you know, it showed there at the end of the race. Yeah, it sure did. There's no question. Uh, you It seemed to get better as the race went on there. Um, I want to go back to uh, – early in the season you had talked to us the last time we did have you have one of our race chaser shows you talked about the possibility of running some modified shows and mentioned gary's name um and of course then uh covid intervened for all of us and um it kind of threw everything into a tizzy um how did you get kind of hooked up with gary in the first place how did that come together for you to 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 drive for him um, you know, we just talked through, uh, mutual friends a little bit, you know, he, uh, he was at Thompson when I ran second to priest in the SK, um, you know, and then we saw each other at New Hampshire. I, I was running the Arca car and, um, you know, he had mentioned if you want to run any races, give me a call when the, the season's over. So, uh, we did that. We talked over the winter and got a game plan together to run a, you know, a pretty good amount of races and, um, it just didn't work out because of, uh, you know, the COVID. quarantine and yeah. COVID and everything that happened there and, 
um, you know, we were able to run two races. We had a, a fourth and a win, so um, it's definitely a good showing for the 77 bunch. What uh, what was it like strapping into uh, the Modified for the first time? I mean, you'd run the SK, but uh, this was the first time at Stafford in a, in a NASCAR Modified, I believe, for you. What what's it, what was it like to get into one of those cars uh, after driving so many other types of vehicles as you have? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot different. You know, they have way more grip than anything I've uh, I've driven, really. And you can really put the power to the ground at uh, most places, you know. Um, yeah. Caraway and Stafford were both, uh, you know, the soft tire, so you really had to reserve your tire well and uh, made sure you had enough at the end. And, um, you know, that's a lot of fun racing. It uh, brings on a whole new strategy. And, um, you know, it, it took a little bit to get used to. We were terrible the first practice at Stafford and ended up qualifying eighth and, you know, learned a lot in the race to where, um, you know, we were there at the end and, and salvaged a fourth place finish, but I lost my radios of 75 to go and actually missed my pit stop. So, oh uh, man, I think we actually would have had a shot to win Stafford as well. Wow, I didn't realize that. Okay, uh, yeah, you know, you, you still think about how important that radio communication is. I mean, years ago, people used to use signs and you know chalkboards and signals in the middle of the corner, but uh, now we rely on technology, and sometimes that fails. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're you're uh you, you jumped in the modified at Caraway coming off a, a pretty good stint up north on the dirt, got your first win in and uh in the super dirt car series. Uh so it's been a, a pretty good uh last month or two for you. Yeah, I mean, um it's been really good, you know, to win my first super dirt series race and the and the sweeteners plus car, you know, right when they gave me an opportunity. I, I didn't have a ride for that week and um, you know, they stepped up and let me drive their car for um, you know, the remainder of the season and, um, you know, got a win and had, had a shot to win, um, you know, prelim night at Port Royal and got a flat run in the top and, um, you know, then ran top five in, in every race we, uh, you know, we were, we were in contention in every race we showed up to. So it was a lot of fun to, uh, you know, get behind the wheel of their race car and, um, you know, to, to win a asphalt modified race was almost unexpe- unexpected, you know, um, this is not really heard of for somebody new to jump in one and go beat Hirschman and, um, you know, Emmerling and, and Ron Silk. And it, it, you just don't, <laughs> you don't see it too often. So I, I was kind of, uh, you know, a little um, surprised myself to, you know, see what uh, we've been able to do. And uh, it's definitely been a lot of fun, but, um, you know, even thinking back of the last couple of weeks in the ARCA stuff, um, you know, in, third at Bristol, lead yeah. laps, uh, you know, fourth at Gateway, fourth at Dover. So we've had good speed, um, you know, the last couple of months just uh, took a little bit to seal the deal, I guess. Well, certainly uh, a whole lot of consistency, and I think uh, showing the versatility and the true talent that you have. Uh, and I'm sure by now it's occurred to you that uh, your dad won in a dirt car, and you've won in a dirt car, and now your dad won many in the Modifieds, as he did on dirt, and now you've won in a Modified. Um, so that only leaves a couple of uh, types of cars left that your dad's won in that you have not yet, which which means we still have to find a way for you to get to Oswego in a Super Modified, <laughs> and uh, we need to also get you to NASCAR so you can win in the uh, Xfinity Series, too. Yeah, well, I know we can do it. Just, um, you know, i got to have the right people behind you. And, <laughs> um, you know, you, you see how important it is to have a good team behind you. So, um, you know, just got to have the right opportunities. And, um, you know, I'm sure we can uh, – I know we can win at, at that level. And, um, you know, I'm just having a lot of fun doing what I'm doing. And, you know, as long as I'm in a race car, I'm going to be happy and just keep working hard and see where we go. Are you, are you surprised that you, you've – 
achieved what you have at such a young age? I mean, how when, do, you, do you ever, I know you're, you're all over the place racing all kinds of things. Do you ever have a minute to sort of stop and reflect on what you've accomplished and, and you know, what, uh, what you've been able to do? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think about the age thing a whole lot because everybody I'm racing against is, is so much older. So, um, you know, hanging around them guys and I kind of just feel like I'm one of them, but you know, and, uh, you know, you, you you hear that and you do look back on it and, um, you know, think about, you know, some of the races I've won and, um, you know, stuff I've accomplished being able to win in the uh, Watkins Glen Arc car and, um, you know, go in a Super Dirt Series race and a, uh, you know, a tour modified race is, uh, it's pretty cool to do at the age of 20. So, uh, you know, there's a lot more to go, though. You can't uh, oh, for look sure. back on it too long. You just, uh, just got to keep moving forward and uh, a lot of races to be won. Well, you've got uh, you've got at least one more that I know about this year because you told me about it uh, before we made the phone call here that you're going to be uh, running the Smart Modified Tour race coming up on the 21st of this month at uh, Florence Speedway and uh, back in the 77 car with Gary. Um, now, is this going to be a team car or are you going to be the main driver for uh, for Gary for that race? Um, I'm going to be driving Gary's car. Okay. Uh, the same one that we, okay. uh, you know, won with and ran fourth at uh, Stafford with. And then I think Gary's going to run a, a second car of his. So, um, okay, so we'll, we'll be, be a teammates, team car. but yeah. I'm going to be in the same car I've been running. Oh, nice. Okay, so that'll be fun. So there'll be two of you on the track. That's what I was wondering about. Now, uh, what uh, what are your thoughts going into that race at Florence? Because uh, have you ever even raced at Florence in anything? No, I mean, I've never, yeah. um, all these tracks I go to with the modified stuff, of, they're all new to yeah. me, really, you know, so, um, you yeah, know, just watch some video, see uh, see what it's all about, and, um, you know, I heard it's a lot of tire strategy, so save again like we did at Caraway, and, uh, you know, just be there at the end. That seems to fit your driving style, and it's kind of ironic, too, because when I started watching you race, you were still in the outlaw carts, which... Obviously, you saved nothing from the drop of the green and those things. Um, You know, you just hammer down and going for it. Uh, How does one adjust mentally um, to to understanding that I don't have to lead every lap in this this kind of car or this kind of race? How did you make that adjustment as your your career kind of blossomed from the outlaw cart? Uh, I mean, just seat time and and experience, you know, and, um, you know, maturing as a race car driver and, uh, you know, kind of just racing smarter and um you know young in my career i put myself in a lot of bad positions and uh, cost myself a lot of races when i was younger and um you know i've learned from the mistakes i've made and um you know i feel like i'm a the best i've been in my career right now and um you know to to be able to win in, in two completely different uh you know sanctions of race car and and types of race cars at the top level of each is uh you know pretty cool to do in uh you know in a month span so um I, you know i feel like if i had the opportunity to move up i uh you know, it's the best i've ever been and i feel like i could adapt and um you know we we could win so um just you know, gotta have the opportunity and and uh, i i just gotta tell yourself that you, you gotta know um you know what each car needs what each car wants and uh you know the strategy of each race which having gary coach me through that when i really didn't know the modifieds helped a lot and uh you just gotta listen to um, you know, not too many people, but you just have to have good people to listen to in each area. And, um, you know, that definitely helps enough when, uh, you have good people like that in your corner. 
How much uh, is your dad able to help you with all of this? Because, I mean, he had great success in all these things that you're driving, but yet so much technology and so much about all of these cars has changed over the years. Is he still able to um, to really uh, be a, a mentor to you in terms of the aspect of driving in the cars themselves? Yeah, the driving's, uh, you know, pretty pretty close yeah. now. Yeah. Uh... You know, he's always in the radio. He's always at every track I race at, and um, you know, most of them. Sometimes I go off there racing, and, and he don't come to some of them anymore. But all the asphalt ones, he's there, and most of the dirt. And, um, you know, he's a great mentor. He definitely knows his stuff. He can diagnose what other people are doing behind the wheel and tell me where to get better. Uh, you know, watching other cars, and um, you know, the setups have changed a lot. So that's where you know I, I have a good handle on it on the dirt stuff, and uh, you know, Gary Putnam and. Uh, you know, my guys at Hattori Racing have a good handle on the asphalt stuff, so they don't leave much of that up to us. We just, uh, you know, figure out how to drive it. Well, uh, I know that you've got the race upcoming at Florence. Do you have anything else on your... Uh, uh... No, I was supposed to run a wingless car this weekend, but they just canceled due to weather, so... Oh, wow. Um, yeah, just open weekend, and... Uh, find something to do i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure you'll spend time on i racing if nothing else because i know oh, you're yeah. going to get your fix somehow so um, 2 a.m last or this morning <laughs> i'll see there there's the proof right there um now you also did some open wheel stuff this year right uh yeah um you know i have my own micro sprint uh i just actually sold my personal car and oh, um, okay. you have another one on the way right now so oh wow um yeah just uh doing that at mill bridge and having some fun doing that and uh you know ran a keith coons budget once and actually uh got pretty banged up just um you know right to indiana midget week and trying to get the most out of it uh ended up uh biking up and, and flipping pretty bad oh gosh got pretty that. bruised up but uh you know thankfully quarantine uh gave me some time to um you know heal up before the the you know nascar and arca stuff and uh, i was ready to go again so Wow. I'm trying to get in everything we can. You know, I enjoy racing a, a variety of different cars, and I don't want that to stop anytime soon. So, um, you know, just having a lot of fun. Is there one type of car that you right now are enjoying slightly more than the others, or d- does it really not matter as long as you're in a seat? Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing that matters to me is that we're winning. That's what I have to say every time I get asked. <laughs> so that it's the modified the most, today. The most, yeah, the most fun <laughs> one is the one that I won in the last time. So, um, you know. Yeah, any car that's uh, you know able to run up front is a fun one to drive. I got you. Well, uh, what, did, do we know anything about uh, 2021 yet? Is there anything that uh, you can tell us about where we might find you running around uh, in in the 21 season? No, not really. You know, uh, uh, um, you know, this time the only uh, you know true opportunities I have are to, uh, um, you know go big block racing. And, um, you know, there's talk, but nothing set in stone. So. Um, you know, you need a lot of sponsorship these days and, um, you know, just takes a lot. So at this point, don't really know, but, uh, whatever comes of it, we're going to attack it full speed and, uh, do the best we can do. Okay. So I want to take you back for a bit because I've, I've never, um, I've never quite known what, uh, now wait, was your dad still driving when you were, you were born or, yeah, for a couple of years, I, I really don't remember it a whole lot. But, okay. Um, yeah, I was a little young. That's what I was going to ask, if you had any memories of your dad racing. Um, so you kind of missed out on all that, but uh, hopefully those of us who were big fans of your dad have kind of uh, 
clued you in and uh, and giving giving you a nice uh, taste of what it must have been like through our stories and um, and the photos that you see all over the place and video and whatever. I I actually was just going through some programs from 1982 from Oswego, which was your dad's <laughs> rookie year there. I had gotten some uh, somebody had given me something I didn't have, and uh, it happened that that they were from around his his debut. So um, you know just. Uh, awesome to remember those times and and i know that it means a lot to you to be able to do what your dad did um we know your goal is nascar but is there a um is there a bucket list car that you have not driven as of yet that you would really like to to drive um you know not even just drive i've driven a lot of stuff but um you know there's two cars that i have not won in yet and that's a uh, World of Outlaw Sprint car and a Super Modified. So those are the two that are on my list to, to check off. And, um, you know, hopefully before my career is over, I can do both. A man after my own heart. Uh, those are those are two I'm really happy you said. I don't know how much I can help you with the Outlaw, but we're going to try to do what we can. In fact, we've been <laughs> trying to do what we can to get you in the Super Modified. We need to try to make that happen next year somehow if we yeah. can. we got two classics at Oswego next year, so there's two opportunities. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'd like to, to see that. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously the top three series, and love to get a win in uh, each of those. It just takes a lot of, uh, you know, funding and support, but, uh, you know, you never know. Well, you've you've uh, had a, a pretty good run with the Tory, without question. Uh, you know, so far in the developmental side of things, uh, I'm sure getting into the full size stock car must have been a pretty big change for you, uh, given the time in your career that it happened and what you'd been racing to that point. Yeah, it was a huge change. You know, my first uh, really full race on asphalt was uh, you know Arca race, so. Um, you know, there's been nobody, I don't think, ever to just, uh, you know, hop right in an ARCA car. And, um, you know, we were actually able to, to go to victory lane our first season. So those are some of the things that, you know, a lot of people don't even look at and don't even realize is, um, you know, I never ran late models or yeah. anything before that, you know. So it was uh, all the learning that they did in late models, um, you know, running 100 races, uh, you know, a year to, <laughs> to get prepared to, to do something like that. I never got to do all I did was I racing. So. Um, I never ran legend cars, nothing on asphalt. So, I um, mean, all the little things that took a while to, to learn, uh, you know, I had to learn right on the, the babe stage. So, um, you know, we struggled for a little bit, but we really ran pretty good the whole time and, um, you know, always in contention and we're able to, to win a bit on the big stage. So, um, you know, regardless of what happens, I had a lot of fun and, uh, we'll see what's up next. Well, uh, certainly would look forward to seeing what was up next. What was your biggest adjustment that you, you made when you went to drive that full-size car? What was the biggest adjustment you had to make? I mean, there's so many. The cars just weigh so much, and they don't have the power that I'm used to. And, uh, you know, a lot of momentum to figure out how to, uh, you know, just carry momentum in that big, heavy car and, uh, you know, just learning how to, to roll through the corners and not rush the throttle and get tight on exit, just, um, you know, to – the biggest thing is I, I can drive a car so loose I didn't even realize how loose we were and then the race would be uh, real free so you know it's uh it's just a learning curve and uh, I feel like we're on the other side of that now and to a point where if we had a um you know in a real competitive car we could go do some uh, you know serious damage and just uh all you can do is up and pray that you get the opportunity to do it the modified just must be a real treat after uh running the big cars to get back to something you can just nail the throttle with yeah, I mean, it's something, it's a race car, it's whatever, it's what you want a race car to do, it turns, it drives off, it's, uh, you know, it's fun to drive, so, 
Um, I, I think everything we're doing will make me a better race car driver and anything I get back in. And, uh, man, I'm just excited to do whatever I can do next. Well, and that's that, that enthusiasm is one of the things that I've always noticed about you is that you bring a lot of passion to it. Not only that, but you actually do enjoy working on the cars when you get the opportunity to. Yeah. I mean, I do all my own dirt stuff and, um, you know, owning my own car for the first time this year, the micro sprint was, was pretty cool. It was pretty fun building that thing. And, um, you know, got a new car on the way that, uh, you know, I have some great help with and, um, you know, really excited to get that back going too. That should be a lot of fun. Okay. So I want to give you an opportunity here before, uh, we let you go to give some thank yous to, uh, anyone who you feel deserves it. So, uh, have at it, my friend. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Al Hankey, Mohawk Northeast, uh, Toyota, Toyota Racing Development, Gary Putnam uh, with the 77 Modified, Cellular Sales, Sweeteners Plus, um, you know, everybody, it's Simpson Race Products, just Easy Go Golf Carts, Textron Company, um, you know, there's been a lot of great supporters and a lot of great help this year, and uh, just very thankful to, um, you know, be able to have everybody on board and uh, Armor Security, just, uh, you know, everybody that, uh, you know, from T.O. Chassis to, to Bicknell Chassis to Troyer ran all three this year and, um, you know, were able to podium and, and win in uh, three different major chassis companies. So, um, you know, to support all of them guys is uh, really good for grassroots racing and, um, you know, looking forward to the next one. Well, uh, always fun to talk with you on any of our Race Chaser shows, Max, and uh, really, really happy for you to get that win at uh, Caraway. Looking forward to seeing you at Florence and uh, to see what you can do in the Modified down there. Thanks for taking some time to join us on Mainly Modifieds. All right. Thanks, Tom. We'll see you soon. That is Max McLaughlin back with more of the show right after this. You've seen the paintings. The Thanksgiving turkey being served at grandma's. The weathered farmer sending his baby-faced son off to college. Now be sure and write. The wise police officer sitting at the soda bar, talking a young boy out of running away from home. Where are you going, son? Norman Rockwell didn't create the best in us. He just inspired the best. Inspiration. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Welcome back to Mainly Modifieds as we, uh... Going to our final segment of this particular show, we've already got a head start on next week's show because uh, in the span of time uh, that it's taken me to put the show together over the course of this weekend, uh, we did manage to catch up to Justin Bonsignor. So uh, Justin is in the can, so to speak, and uh, he will be one of our featured guests on next week's Mainly Modifieds podcast. But I want to get back uh, a little bit to the uh caraway show that the smart modified tour had several weeks ago uh never really uh did get a chance to talk in depth on this particular uh show about that because we haven't done one for a few weeks so uh been on hiatus uh trying to take care of some other things and get ready for 2021 but uh, now we're back in the saddle here so uh let's talk about this a little bit i want to give some credit to some folks uh who really i thought did an outstanding job at this particular event, the first one I want to uh, acknowledge is Brad McCaskill. Bradley McCaskill in the uh, 79 team, Hillbilly Racing 79 team, um, dropped a valve in the, the motor of their primary car in the second practice session on that uh, Saturday afternoon. And they had to get the backup car out uh, with no time, really, to um, set it up, 
put it on the track. It was basically unload, try to do what they needed to do to get it ready to uh, present it uh, uh, in the qualifying line, and they did. And um, he uh, absolutely just, I think, turned amazing heads, a lot of uh, amazed heads, with uh, a fourth-place run in time trials that night with no uh, real time on the car. Um, behind Lofton, Gary uh, Putnam, and uh, Bobby Miesmer. And so, you know, he had a great race, uh, led a good bit of it, was uh, definitely in contention, and then um, ended up uh, having some issues a little bit uh, during the race itself, um, brought out a caution and kept going, (laughs) which he was later docked two laps for. But uh, it... um, you know, again, you're you're in the middle of the race, and I guess you're doing what you you think you need to do. But uh, I really want to give uh, those guys credit because they they did a heck of a job to make that transition to the second car. And uh, you know, Brad has had time in the car before, but um, you know, it's obviously not his primary race car. He's he's a late model stock racer, one of the best in the state at it. Um, and uh, so it was good to see him. Uh, be able to do that and uh good to see the hillbilly team um at least uh not have to withdraw from the event it was good they had the backup car there um also i want to talk about Miesmer a little bit because bobby was um you know bobby's a driver who you know he hadn't raced in a while and and uh i think it was a a bit of a surprise coming back uh initially and um you know was able to uh to to run really well during the day uh, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, he had some issues right toward the end. He did end up with a 10th place finish, but again, was competitive and it was, uh, it was fun to see Bobby back, uh, with the tour, uh, the race itself, basically, uh, you had a few new guys there. Mark Browning was, uh, there for the first time along with Brody Jones and, uh, Kevin Orlando made his first start at Caraway. He had run the Florence race just prior, but uh, first start at Caraway with the Tour. And uh, once the top eight redrew, it was uh, Smith, the eventual winner, John Smith and uh, McCaskill up front. And if you if you weren't able to see the race, um, they ran first and second for a while. Jamie the Jet Tomato is another driver that, boy, oh boy, he just was awesome in the first uh, laps of the event um basically went from eighth to second in about 10 laps it was really interesting to watch um it uh browning uh spun on uh the 16th lap and uh with uh brian doza's car number 97 and that was the first yellow jason (laughs) jason myers took the restart like he was shot out of a cannon or as i put it in my pr uh, he turned his car into a Japanese bullet train, uh, went from fifth to the lead in six laps, and basically just ran away with segment one. Um, McCaskill and Smith were second and third, so they got the uh, those three shared in the bonus money. Um, and then pit stops uh, started to happen, and you know Myers uh, was able to lead the field back to the green. Uh, McCaskill started charging back through the field and uh, got into the top five in about, uh, I think, five or six laps and was running really well. And then that's when he slowed in turn four, uh, bringing out the yellow. I don't know what happened, but uh, 
Um, track officials, the race officials deemed that he intentionally caused the yellow. So um, he uh, went into the pits for adjustments and came back out. And um, once Smith retook the lead, uh, he was never headed. I mean, he was, um, and he had to suffer for a while because we had a bunch of cautions late in that race. Um, and uh, John was able to just keep keep going and keep going and and uh, and protect the lead. Um, it was uh, it, it was really interesting. Uh, Tomano. Uh, Putnam ended up second, Tomeno third, Daniel Yates, another good run at Caraway. Good to see him running so well with the tour. He finished in fourth, and uh, Jason Myers rounded out the top five, followed by Mike Norman, Brian Lofton, McCaskill after the penalty, um, Orlando, Miesmer, Daniel Beeson, Brody Jones, and Mark Browning. 13 cars started the event, uh, which brings us... As uh, I say, us brings the Smart Tour to its final event at Florence, which we'll get to in just a moment. But we had another modified race that I want to mention. Um, you heard from Max McLaughlin a little while ago, and of course, Max ended up winning the race at the, the North South Shootout. A huge win for him, second time in a modified. And Max will be in the field running for. Uh, Gary Putnam, and Putnam has entered a second car. So there will be two cars. Max will be in the 77. Putnam will be in uh, a team car to that car. But uh, Max getting the win. Patrick Emmerling drove a great race for second. And I got to give a call to uh, a driver that probably not a lot of people in the South know too much about. Uh, Austin Kochnosh, um is actually from the... Uh, ROC tour and uh, you know Pennsylvania New York kind of uh, area uh, of racing and he's a driver who has he's been running probably I guess about three or four years now I've lost track but I remember when he was just first getting started I remember introducing myself to him at Oswego and um, he was impressive right off the get-go, and he continues to be impressive. Early 20s, I think it, he is, and uh, does a lot of his own work and a lot uh, builds a lot of his own stuff. Just uh, a real uh, steady racer and a smart racer for such a young racer. He finished third in the 66. Bobby Miesmer came back for a fourth-place finish. Craig Lutz, fifth. Ron Silk, Jeff Fultz, Ronnie Williams, Jason Myers, and Tommy Catalano rounded out the top ten. We had James Savali back in the Hillbilly Racing 79. He finished 11th. Money Matt Hirschman finished 12th. John Smith was 13th. Daniel Yates, 14th. Johnny Keisman finished in 15th. Uh, young racer Anthony Nacella. That is going to be a young driver to watch in the coming years, I promise you. Uh, 16th in the 82. Brian Lofton, Carlos Gray, Chris Finichario, Burt Myers, and Jim Gavick. Rounding out the uh, rounded out the twenty one car field at the North South Shootout, which brings us to current. And current is that we have one more modified race left in the uh, Carolinas area for the twenty twenty racing season, such as it has been, and um, it does belong to the Smart Tour, and. They're going to Florence next uh, Saturday, the 21st. It's actually Friday and Saturday, if you want to be technical about it. 
Um, <clears throat> but racing is on Saturday, and it's going to start really early. Practice uh, gets on the track, I think, about 9 in the morning. I'm trying to uh, quickly pull up the schedule here. Um, you can see it uh, on the Smart Tour Facebook page, if you like. But uh, since you're listening to the show now, let's try and see if we can uh, call it up and uh, get the information for you. It uh, should be uh, quite a show. I know practice starts early, and then, uh, yeah, here we go. So um, uh, Friday, just to, to be complete about it, trailer parking, early trailer parking, 10 to 5 on Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Thursday, this coming Thursday. Um, from 1 to 5, you can, uh, if you want to practice, there's open practice. Uh, Friday, November 20th, pick eights open at 8. Driver uh, team meeting at 9.15. Um, tech begins at 10 a.m. on Friday, runs till 5. All teams must come through pre-tech to get approval stickers. So you that's between 10 and 5. Um, this is on Friday. From 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., practice with alternating uh, divisions every 30 minutes. So uh, it says super late models, but it's actually the Carolina Pro late model series is really what it is. Modifieds and uh, late model stocks rotating every half hour from 10 to 1, then a break for lunch for 30 minutes, and uh, practice picking up at 1.30, going until 6. Again, alternating pro lates, mods, and late models. And then Saturday, November 21st, is the race day. Pit gates open at 8 in the morning. Tire area opens at the same time. Drivers meeting at 9.15. Practice for the Allison Legacy Series for 15 minutes at 9.45. Then at 10 a.m., practice starts for the three main divisions. Again, pro lates, mods, and late model stocks. Alternates every, thir- uh, sorry, alternates every hour from 10 to 1. So, um... So, so uh, what's three hours? So, yeah, every division gets an hour. Uh, then a break from 1 to one thirty. Grandstands open at 2. Qualifying starts at 2 with the Allison Legacy cars. And then right after that, qualifying in groups of three for four laps. One warm-up lap and three time laps. And, again, it's prolates, modifieds, and late model stocks with racing. Beginning at 4, pre-race 345, racing at 4. Um, Allison Legacy cars, 35 laps. The Pro Lates go 100, 75 laps for the Modifieds, and 225 laps for the late model stocks with a break at lap 100. So a lot of racing coming on Saturday. That's this coming Saturday as we record this. The Charlie Powell Memorial, South Carolina 400. Um, Solid Rock Carriers picking up the uh, sponsorship of this coming weekend's festivities so uh, i want to say thank you to kirk and uh the staff and the team at uh, solid rock carriers for being a part of this big event and the smart tour obviously a part of that along with the carolina pro late model series the late model stocks um and again that uh that is this coming saturday at florence motor speedway in florence south carolina so we hope that uh, you can join us there hopefully the weather will be cooperative, and we can uh, have a great weekend for racing. Um, look forward to it. And, of course, we'll uh, have our next show, our next Mainly Modifieds podcast, will come out next, uh, right after that race at Florence, most likely on Sunday evening sometime. Um, next Sunday, we'll have Justin Monsignor plus 
uh, a complete uh, review of uh, the Smart Modified Tour event at Florence and uh, some audio from there as well. So with that, I will bring this week's show to a close. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you all for your patience while we uh, had some time off here, had to kind of rearrange my production and broadcast schedule a little bit. Uh, Some new things coming for next year. want to make sure that we get things in line and want to make sure that when we get got back to doing these shows that we could be somewhat consistent with that. So uh, we look forward to our next episode, which we expect to be uh, one week from today, uh, thereabouts, Sunday or Monday, depending on how quickly I can get it done. I'll be on the road part of Sunday, um, starting my travel to my eventual destination over the Thanksgiving holiday for the 20th straight year to the O'Reilly Auto Parts National Indoor Cart Championships in Batesville, Mississippi, the world's largest indoor cart race. I've called that race for, tw- this will be my 20th year. Um, so uh, we have things going on during the week over there. So traveling straight from Florence to uh, kind of a waypoint in Tennessee and then on to, to Mississippi the next day. So somewhere between uh, Sunday and Monday uh, next week, we'll be able to uh, put this show together and get it out this next show. So uh, look forward to seeing you all at Florence or look forward to having you all join me here for the next episode of Mainly Modifieds. Until that time, I hope you all have a safe and blessed week and look forward to uh, talking Modifieds with you again in about a week's time. Take care, everybody. I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. So long. You've been listening to Mainly Modifieds, the show where ground pounders and northeast speed freaks come to get their radio fix on. The show is available on demand by searching Race Chaser Radio on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Music, and most other major podcast platforms. Visit RaceChaserMedia.com for more unique motorsports stories and radio content. And follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.